stand to your feet and welcome my friend Luke Walters. Actually, the first time I came here was in 
a little different flow. Tell you a little story about baptism. I'm going to tell you about one baptism in Dallas, Colorado. We, we baptized hundreds and thousands of people, and they had actually had to leave their families and villages and disassociate themselves, whether they were Buddhist, Muslim, or Hindu. And it was a life changing event. Coming to Christ was one event, but life changing when they made a public declaration that they were going to follow Jesus. They all laid all their life in So one time we were up in North Sri Lanka at this big lake. Up in Sri Lanka they call them tanks. And we were baptizing all these people. And they were coming in their white clothes and stories. And people were you know, coming in with their water up and Jesus and pastors. And are you confessing Jesus as Lord? Yes. And we're going to baptize you. And you know, cover all the religious bases. You know, just like in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus. Come on. Thank you. 
the blood, you do everything you can, sometimes you just got to get the distance between you and that human being, demon-possessed human being is giving you trouble, amen? <coughs> we got a few, um, my wife said I need to tell all these stories, and I, you know, I, I, I came and I know that the Lord, the timing of the Lord is for me to be here, um, we had planned this several months ago. Now, the thing happened in Sri Lanka. And so, you know what my inclination is? I want to go to Asia. I want to, I'm going to, I want to be on a plane so bad. But then at the same time, all my friends are telling me, wait, you know, take your time. Because the nation is taking so much time off. And um, so, I mean, it's a total lockdown, curfews. People aren't in the streets. People come in. They, they don't hardly have they don't get food right now. <clears throat> and so when I get to the country, we'll be able to help people. Um, we've already helped, sent some money to help bury uh, 34 people that were, were killed in the bombing. And we also are working right now to get some medical equipment in one of the hospitals in the rural areas that people that have 10 kids there and they've got bombs and they don't have the equipment. Socialized medicine, socialism is the devil. I just want to say it right now because I see it firsthand in the nations of the world. <clears throat> and it, 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 all it does is take away from the dignity of people. I 
and the people in the hospital have 50 people in the same room. You know, it's, it's hard. And there are families in there, and they're the ones that have to take care of the families, so they can't go to work. And so they don't have nothing to eat. And guess what? We get to bring the gospel to them. We go feed the people and help the people. And uh, so that's how my heart is for this right now. I want you to turn your Bible uh, to Ecclesiastes 7, chapter 3. the mud season on your life. Amen. And uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it's probably on the screen if you don't have it. I've got it on my, my computer and my Bible and on my phone. But actually on my phone, my wife told me to take time out and see if I can come to it. All right. Actually, the first time I read it, I was in um, uh, Swaziland, South Africa, and I was done at this hut, and we were going to do this safari deal for all the animals, and uh, we were going to sh- go shoot them for camera, which I wasn't happy about, but at least we were shooting them for something. And, and uh, so I read the, the book of Psalms, and it said, and the God of heaven's army. God of heaven's armies, amen. And every time I would read the God of heaven's armies, they would they would sound off. I'd say, come on, everything's going to praise the Lord, amen. So this is the book of Ecclesiastes, and the first one of chapter 3, for everything there is a season, or a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time, time to throw away. A time to pass and a time to give. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love. Right here, even in Maine, we're out here in, in this wonderful state, with God, what you're doing, there's a new season in this place, the Refuge Church, sophomore year, second season, a new season has begun, a new active season, 2019, 24-20 vision, the next decade of ministry and life, I pray. Lord Jesus, that the vision of the house would flourish, and God, that you would begin to, to encourage these believers, let their roots grow deeper now. Let them be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, let them leave, be like a great olive tree, Lord, planted in the house of the Lord, Father. We thank you for using our lives for your kingdom's sake and your glory. Don't let us be shaken in the hour to come. We pray today, Jesus, in the midst of this huge shift 
this huge season change, this huge momentum of 30 new souls into the kingdom. We rejoice, Jesus. We ask you now, Lord, strengthen us. Give us courage to move forward with joy, unspeakable. Just bless us today, Lord. We thank you for it. In the name that's above every name, and all the people say, Amen. Amen. It's mud season. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Lord. Lord, Jesus, help us. I'm going to start watching Hope the Rain is last night, and they stuck a season's a challenge, amen? But it's a good season. It's a season where we have to, to dig in and understand where we at. you got to understand, you got to recognize in the midst of this season, it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard, man. Can you give us what you have to do? Like, man, it is, it is, winter's not over, but spring's trying to come. We don't know what clothes to wear, and, and you're still wearing the bean boots. And, and look, I've been wearing bean boots since I was 10 years old, Louisiana. You know that's a great product, amen. And, and you're just like, well, you know what? I just, I just wear bean boots year round. Hello. Yeah, that's old school. My wife makes me wear these clothes. I like wearing Carhartt bean boots. But in the midst of this, you got to recognize. We all have them. We have to change. I came here to tell you today, refuge church, pastor, worship team, there's been some changes that's happened here. But God is going to change the things that you never dreamed of in your life. And you know what you got to do? You're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to just dig in, put, put your mud boots on. It's in this season right here that's going to set you up for what is about to happen. You know, I, I was a young, as a young believer, I had the, the biggest problem with attitude. I had the worst attitude. And you know where I wore it? On my face. I had this horrible scowl on my face. With nothing going right, I became a Christian. I thought everything was going to be all right. Well, all hell broke loose. Things 
says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus never sang, never changes. When we call on the name of Jesus, he hears us. He'll be with us today. He was with us yesterday. He's going to be with us the rest of our life. He will never let us down. You know what? We serve a good God. Amen? It don't matter where you go, Jesus is there. Something happens, he creates something new. A new creation takes place. And you may, you may not feel it, I, I, but I do. I felt it, man. I felt the load of sin and the cross in my life. I mean, I felt the, I felt the holiness of the Son of Man, the blood of Jesus, lift the load of sin off my life. And I mean, I was something that changed. I was different. Something is changing in your life. Just by you being here today and hearing the Word of God spoke to you, you are beginning to change. Something is shifting. The, the spirit man comes alive. You hear the Word and, and you, the Bible says to hide it in your heart so you won't sin against it. And then you have the body. 
Boy, that body just it fights against the spirit. You know, it's like trying to get up in the morning. You want to get up, and then all of a sudden that pillow jumps on top of your head, and the little sheets wrap around your ankles and just pulls you down in that bed, and you don't want to move. And then the spirit says, "Hey, get up," and your body says, "No," and it's a big war. It's stuck right in the middle of those. Those the spirit and the body is your soul. The soul is made up. Made up of three parts again. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. There's where the battle begins. How do I change? How do I change the really the emotions and everything that's supposed to change? Now I thought it would be a big radical change, shift of things, but you know it's the real change that we have to do in our lives. Here's a great change in our lives. Just showing up to church. There are four things God told me to do when I got saved. I want you to pray every day. I want you to read your Bible every day. I want you to fellowship with believers. And I want you to go to church. And I was like, oh, I didn't need to do that. That's easy. So, I, you know, after about a week, I didn't pray. You know, one week without prayer makes one week. I love it. Makes one week. Did you get that? So, uh, you know, your prayers don't feel like you're going off the ceiling. And then, next thing you know, <laughs> I done fell off on bad about not reading my Bible. I got busy. I, I was late to work. And I, was trying to, I was trying to keep it together. I want to read my word just like I need to. And then, I started fellowshipping with the believers. And some of them people drove me crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'd, I'd go to somebody's house and they'd say, here, eat this food. And you'd look at it and go, oh, Of course, if you're in South Louisiana, you can eat anything. Come on, baby. It's coffee season when we talk about it. And then, but here's the last thing, making it to church. I, you know what? I found out if I can get the men of that and, and get my family together, come on, I'm going to get this, and get everybody going Things would be all right. There would be somebody in the church who could pray for me that day. There would be the pastor would give me some words that day, and little by little, I began to change my my mind, my thoughts, I, I, my will to, to serve God. My emotions had come under control as I as I humbled myself in the house of the Lord. And next thing you know, I, I started following Jesus. They started, and it wasn't big, big things. It was just like I started having a peace in my life. You can have a peace in your life when you recognize that you have a need to change. Some of you came in here today and you're saying, it's impossible. You had not been to my house. It's crazy. It's chaos. But you recognize that you're in a season. You see, a season will end. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6, it says, The Lord is my helper. The Lord, the Lord will be with me. He will be there. Where's that scripture at? I love it. Don't love money or be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never, what does it say? Fail you. I will never abandon you. So, we, so with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I have 
what do people do to us? It's because we have come to church and, and we have our, our uh, electricity bill in the pocket or our tithe in the pocket. We have to make a choice. What can man do to me? What can God do to me? I feel like I have to make a choice. Which one was I going to stand in? Which one? Which one? How am I going to conform my life to? Am I going to conform myself to the ways of this world or the ways of religion? Or I'm going to be a follower of Jesus and believe in some miracles. In the midst of the mud season, I'm going to give him praise and he's going to work everything out. I'm going to plant some seed and believe God for miracles in my life. Jesus is with us no matter what season we're in. No matter what situation you are in. No matter where you're living. We went to Sri Lanka. It was in the middle of a civil war. We thought it was going to be horrible. People were telling us, no way. Impossible. And then I, I said, you know, if I can live in Sri Lanka, I can go to Somalia. Then I went to North Africa. Then I went to North India. Then I went to Pakistan. Then I went to the Muslim world. Jesus is with you no matter where you go. Now you may, you, your faith not be built up enough to do that. But you may be able to go to your neighbor. You may be able to go to the next town. You may be, how about this? This is a big risk. You may be able to do that business that God calls you. That was a great friend of mine. He started a business sitting in, in, a, in a service like this. God gave him a revelation of a business. You know why? Why? Because he wanted to make a lot of money? No, so that he could resource the kingdom. So he could build the local church. And that the local church is the hope of the world. And the local church could go to the world and bring Jesus to people who've never heard the name of Jesus more. You know, that's good preaching right there. Come on, church. This is what it's all about. In the midst of change, God wants us to, to look. We can get past where we're at. Now, I'm believing this for Refuge Church. These are things. You ain't lying to me. I see your eyes are lying to you. It, it tells you the things ain't going to work out. They do all kinds of I'm in the right time with God because this is the perfect scripture. This is scripture standing by the hand on the seat. It's our go-to scripture. It's something that we can believe all of our married life of believing that God can do for us. Psalm 27, verse 16. Psalm 27, verse 16. Yet I'm confident I will see the goodness while I was here in the land of the living. I'm confident in my life, in the middle of the mud season of my life. It looks horrible around me. You can't do nothing. You, you can't plant nothing. You can't plow nothing. You just you got to wait. Wait. That's a word, man. Wait patiently for the Lord. Now, how many of us are patient? I, I tell my pastor, well, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. 
And he'll say, he used a four-letter word. Well, I want to go do my thing. Well, Pastor, what do you think about that? Wait. Pastor, I've been here forever. Wait. God's working something out. He's working perfect timing for you. He's setting you up where you'll have the perfect favor of your life. I have a book that I have in my computer here that I want to publish for free. Things that I'd want to say, I had to learn how to zip it. To humble myself in the midst of, Lord, I feel this great power. I feel these great changes. I recognize the seasons of my life. I recognize the time of my life. Wait. Wait. Refuge Church, about four years. Pastor's ready to go. Started working out. I started working out again in August, and uh, I see changes, little changes in my body. I feel better. I can move around better. I feel like I'm filthy. I'm fat. But I, but I'm, but I'm, as I wait patiently, I'm working. be consistent. I'm keep plowing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up. Even when I don't see my prayers being answered. Even when my Bible just feels like a dead book. When people are bugging me, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to say, hey, Pastor, I'll come pray with you. You want to change your life? Meet your pastor at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. It changed your life. It's called the weight of God. Waiting. And then you build something so powerful, so strong. Because you know what? It's worth it. It's going to be worth it. Some of you. to leave all the way that you grew up and all that stuff. I, I grew up in the GSC church. Can I tell you? God's frozen chicken. Hello? You know it's the truth. And they said because I was baptized like that that I was saved. I was a heathen on my way to hell. Hello? And you know, when I got saved, Now, people getting baptized, guess what? I want to get dunked again. 
because I know how good it is for my life. I want to change. I want to wait patiently for the Lord. Because I have believed, I am confident that it's not about this that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Refuge Church, I declare over you, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in your days. Mud season will not last. Amen? This is vacation now. This is party time. The Red Sox will turn it around in Jesus' name. Amen? It's hard for me because they beat my ass those last two. But they will turn it around. They will. You know why? Because they're going to do the little things. They're going to do the things that they know is right. They're going to love one another. They're going to encourage one another. They're going to be there for their pastor. I love my pastor and his wife. I went and built them up. I dug them and put rose roofs in their yard and built them an arbor for their uh, for their waterfall. Pretty. You know why? I want them to remember that. I want them to remember that they grow in their yard and say, pray for them. I want them to also know that I was loyal to them. I want them to bless them. Shannon and I lived in their house. We served our pastor. We served our church. We still serve our church after all these years. And it is the greatest honor. Because we learn in the midst of the changes of life to do the little things that God will take care of. Thank you, Jerry. Some of you came here today and you got some rough circumstances and you're saying, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to get out of it? God said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you change first way to change is, is you just got to give it all to Jesus. Some of you this past week declared, hey, I'm, I, want, I need Jesus. I need to get saved. Today, I'm just saying, you know what? Salvation was yesterday, today, and forever. It's a continual process. You need to get saved again today. Look, I'd go to the altar the first six months I was uh, saved. I want, I'd go to the altar six times, six every, every church service. I, didn't, I wasn't sure. I was because the enemy was trying to steal what, he, what God had done in my life. Lord, I pray today that you help us change. I pray that we count it all joy in our trials and tribulations. In the midst of our mud season circumstances, give us vision. Show us the way. Some of you have got some rough circumstances today. I want you to slip your hand up. Jesus, Lord Jesus, we wait on you. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They came here today, God, seeking answers. Show them the way, Father. In that same hour, in that same moment, you answered their prayer. You opened the door. You showed them the way. You did the miracle. Jesus, you are not slack according to your promises. Lord, you are faithful to do what you promised. 
your covenant, you made promise to us that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I even pray today, Mary, just as the Lord in Jesus' name. I pray today, Lord, people have a life in between. Am I, what am I doing? Am I making a decision? In Jesus' name, Lord, let them make a right decision. Thank you, Father, for salvation in your house. In Jesus' name. I'll tell you one more story. I got saved, and about six months after I got saved, I was going to church, and I was like, am I supposed to be in this church? And then I was like, upstairs. These people are crazy. They raise their hand, everything, shout, and I was like, I'm from the ESC church, God's church of Satan, we don't do that. Hello, this is weird, I deer hunt, these people are like, these people, I don't get it. I went outside and I sat down and they had a, a marker, like a grave marker there. And it said, the name of our church back then was Christian Bible Fellowship, dedicated to our Lord Jesus Christ. November 28, 1960. And I looked at that and I went, okay, I got it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, November 28, my birthday. started doing And I, I, you know what, I didn't really have a vision for my life. So I served a vision in the house. And we built a church. And there's many souls in that place. And now I go all over the world preaching the gospel. What you have started here, God will complete. He will help you. He will, he will help you to remain faithful. He will deliver you from all of your trials and circumstances. All you have to do is just lay down have courage. Let me tell you what. This is my last time. I got a feeling, church, everything's going to be all right. God's going to work it out. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Give you the glory.
lives forever change. And Lord, I thank you so much for the season of change that you have going on in Sri Lanka. Lord, I pray that you would give Luke wisdom beyond his ability. That you would use him in ways that he could only dream of. God, I pray that you would use the people of the refuge to lift him up daily. Lord, to, to pray for him and to, to cover him in prayer and, and to trust you that, that you are in control of his life. Lord, I, I thank you that Luke's life has touched mine. And Lord, I pray that those that are here today. Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for his blood that covers us, that washes away all of our sin. Lord, that makes it possible to enter into the throne room of God, to lift you up, and to, to come to you and just thank you, Father, for the ability that we have to enter the throne room of grace by the precious, precious blood of Jesus. Hey, let's sing another song and we'll get out of here. Come on.